Welcome, everybody. You are listening to The Life of an Educator, hosted by Matthew Gill. Hey team, and welcome to another episode of the Life of an Educator podcast hosted by myself, Matthew Duick. It's great to have you with me again today, and wherever you find yourself, whether it's in the car, exercising, sitting on your recliner, or somewhere else, I'm so glad that you have chosen to tune in. We're into September, and so I know that life is busy, and I know that you spending the time to listen is so meaningful to me, as I know that there are so many other things that you could be doing, and yet you are here listening and ready to dive into Season 3, Episode 2, and that's super duper awesome. Thanks so much for listening in. Thanks so much for being a part. If you didn't listen to Episode 1... I encourage you to go back and listen to Season 3, Episode 1, where we talk about being in a new season. And so, so far, this season has been great for me, and I hope that you can say the same thing as we enter into the third week of September. But I wanted to talk about a little bit more in depth. This season, uh, my goal is to get a little bit more specific on the life in the classroom If you've noticed, the first couple of seasons have been a little bit more broad and general in topic, and all of what I have said is very meaningful and very close to my heart, but I wanted to get a little bit more into what this podcast is truly about, the life of an educator. And so I want to talk today about what I believe is the most important piece that you need to make sure you accomplish in the first five minutes of class as a teacher. No matter what grade level you teach, from kindergarten to grade 12, even into university and post-secondary education, I believe the first five minutes need to include what I'm going to share with you today. And so many teachers and even others who are listening might be guessing, well, you need to take attendance, or you need to tell your students the most important info about the dates that are coming up, whether that being a quiz or test or assessment or assignment or project or exam. And although those may be important, those are not the first pieces that you want to be doing with your students in the first five minutes. I believe that the first five minutes need to include just conversation and checking in with your students, asking them how they are doing. I think it is so easy to jump into class and say good morning and then just jump into the lesson of the day or to jump into the activity that you have planned or to jump into the work period that the students have that class. But there is something so important about being in relationship with students and if you've been listening to these episodes in season one and two, you will recognize that I've shared so much already about the importance of relationship with your students. But this happens, yes, throughout the class, but there's something so important about opening up the class with a conversation or with opening up the class with just checking in and seeing how your students are doing. There's different ways to go about it. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about different strategies that I've used to, you know, just check in with students. But there's something so important from the student's perspective, recognizing that 
you are not just a teacher giving content, but that you're a teacher who cares, that you're a teacher who cares about how they are doing, that you actually care. You're not just doing this to waste the first five minutes of class because every good teacher knows that time is of the essence and that every minute needs to count, right? At the high school level, I get 60 to 65 minutes with my students every day. And I'm teaching high school math. There's a lot of content to get through to my students. And I don't have extra time to waste. But this is not a wasting time. These first five minutes are so crucial that they are not a waste of time. They are actually necessary to ensure that you have a loving and caring classroom. And that students recognize that you are a teacher who loves and a teacher who cares. This is going to embarrass possibly me a little bit, but I'm going to share it anyways. Uh, I was watching High School Musical, the musical, the series, which is a show on Disney+. And uh, any of my friends who are listening are probably laughing at me right now. Any of my students who are listening might be laughing at me too. But I was watching it and I actually quite enjoy it. But what I want to share with you is, and I won't spoil any of it, but there's a really great connection between the students and the drama teacher whose name is Miss Jen. And there's a care there. And if you watch the series, you will see what I'm talking about. In these episodes on Disney+, Plus, they show the relationship of the students with Miss Jen. And I'm at the part now where things are coming to an end. And they are reflecting back of how the teacher Miss Jen had an impact on why they are in the drama club today. And they go back and reflect on it was because of that conversation or it was because of that moment or it was because of that experience that they are still where they are and and they share about the growth that they've had. And I share this to say that teachers are important. They matter. I shared about that in season two, but they hopefully care about their students. And I know from my experience as a teacher in my few years of teaching that the students remember the conversations that you had with them. They might not remember all of the content, <laughs> which, yes, is our jobs to teach them content. But there's some something so much bigger than that. And I know that students are going to remember key conversations that you have with them. And that's why it's so important to have the first five minutes dedicated to engaging with students. And so there's lots of ways to do that. One of the ways is very just simple. Hey team, how's everyone doing today? And not just saying that and then jumping into your content, but to say that and then allow students to share. And I'll be honest, the first couple weeks is going to be very quiet because the students haven't opened up to you yet. The students don't quite trust you yet. The students don't quite know who you are enough to reveal all about their personal life. You will get probably a couple who are a little bit more outspoken, a little bit more outgoing, And so tap into that. Let them share. They will share about what they did the previous evening. Or they will share what happened earlier in that day. And that's great. That's a great start. But as you do this day after day after day, after a few weeks, you will get more students wanting to share. You will get to the point where you have to stop because you your five minutes are up and there's still hands that are up that want to share about how they are doing. And you'll just have to be honest and say, I wish I could get to all of you, but we do have to get on to the task at hand today. I know that 
for the first few weeks, you might just have to share yourself about what you have been doing, what you did the previous evening, what your weekend was like, how you were doing, because the students won't be ready to share. And that's okay. Be honest, be vulnerable, share about your personal life, obviously make sure it's appropriate, but be open, be honest. The students want to see that you are a real person. The students want to see that you have a life outside of that classroom. The students want to see that you are willing to share a little bit about you. When you are willing to share, they will be willing to share in return. But if you are a closed book, they're not going to open to you. And so that's the easiest probably way is just say, what's new in everyone's life today? What is happening in your life? How was your weekend? How was your evening? What did you do last night? Just to open conversation. I know sometimes that ends up becoming more than a five-minute conversation. It turns into a 10, maybe even 15-minute conversation. And there are days when that is totally okay. I have had classes where for the first half an hour of class, we have simply just talked and we have simply just got into discussions about life and it just kind of keeps going and it's real and it's good and I am looking at the clock and I'm thinking to myself where am I going to find this time to teach the content but there is something important about letting students share and being real and asking good questions and sharing about ideas and thoughts with others and so sometimes you do have to have the teacher hat on and you do have to be okay with it going beyond five minutes you do have to be okay with the students taking over and having conversation as a group. It's not, no one's interrupting each other. You're still the supervisor of making sure conversation is happening respectfully and happening in order. But there's a realness about conversation happening and it's kind of just taking over and there's a flow that's going to happen. And in those moments, don't cut it off in five minutes. Keep it going. Let it happen if you are able to. Those are the real great classes that I have. Uh, Some of my favorite classes are the ones where we don't do as much math as I had planned, but that we get to simply just be humans in a room and talk about life, talk about anything under the sun. And it all just starts from you opening the class with, how is everybody doing? What did you do yesterday? How was your weekend? Now, sometimes, of course, I can't let a half an hour go by or even five minutes go by because there's a heavier lesson or there's lots to cover or it's an it's an assessment day and I want to give them as much time as possible. And so there's different ways of doing it without opening up conversation to take over. There's different cues that you can ask your students. So, you know, you can ask the question, okay, everybody, how are we feeling today? Thumbs up for doing great, thumbs down for doing not so good, and thumbs off to the side if you are having an okay day. And you allow the students to share just in front of them. They're going to hold up their hand with their thumb up, down, or to the side. And it's a quick little gauge of how your students are doing in that particular moment and that particular day. You can scan the room and immediately know who is a little bit high in terms of their emotions for those who are, you know, having a standard day and for those who are having a great day. And hopefully that by the end of your class, they're still having a great day and you haven't totally ruined uh, the day that they're having. And so it's a quick gauge, right? You can do lots of different things. I, I use the hands uh, a lot and I use the thumbs. I also use fingers. 
Five for being an amazing day, four for being pretty good, three for okay, two for a little bit rough, one for not having a very good day, and zero if you want to use for it being the worst day ever. And again, it's just a quick gauge to see how your students are doing. Do you have a pretty good overall spirited class where you can make a few jokes, where you can, you know, have conversation with them? Or is this a day where you just need to kind of plow through? People aren't really open to dialogue. You know, your students may not be open to fun that day. Or maybe everyone's just having a really tough day and it is that moment where you feel you have to open up some conversation and you have to uh, just let them vent a little bit or have conversation with them and and deal with a few things that your students are dealing with. Now, obviously, I'm talking about whole classroom right now. So this is not the time to open up anything personal. If uh, uh, one specific student is struggling with something, this is not a let's open it up for debate here with the whole 30 student class. But this gives you a general vibe of how the classroom is feeling in that moment. It gives you ideas of how you want to deliver your content that day. It gives you ideas of how you want to plan your activities that day. You might actually see the vibe of the room based on thumbs or numbers of fingers, and you might change your plan entirely based on how your class is doing, right? Now, there's a trust that comes here, right? This is, I actually don't use these methods on day one or day two. Usually they... The first couple of weeks, I use the, how was your weekend? How are you doing? Share something about what you've done the last couple of days to get the students to talk, to get that trust factor to come. But after you have that trust with your students, after a few weeks, then you can use the different strategies, the thumb, the fingers. You can use different or more fun strategies as well as, you know, tap your head if you feel this, you know, tap your toe if you feel this or things like that for elementary school students. You can even use the room to your advantage, right? Go to the left if you're feeling this, go to the right if you're feeling this. But again, you have to be careful with what strategy you use because you don't want to embarrass any of your students. You don't want to reveal anything too personal about your students. So you need to be careful of how you frame it, right? How I deal with it at the high school level is very different about than how you might deal with it at the elementary school level. You might have to be a little bit more personal, student by student, to see how they're doing each day. Where at the high school level, I'm looking for a general gauge and a scan of the room. Now, at the end of the day, you still have to teach content. And so at some point, you're going to see the gauge of the room and then you're going to jump in. But again, just by having that scan, you might be able to spot the three students in your room who are just really having a terrible day. And sometime during that class, you might be able to go up to them, kneel down beside them and just say, I noticed that you were at a zero today. And I just want to know that I care for you. And if you ever need someone to talk to, I'm here for you. Or you might even go up to them and say, I noticed that your thumb was down today. And so I know that you might not be able to complete all of the questions that I have assigned, but I want you to just do your best because your best is good enough today. And so if you can only do five questions, then you do five questions the best that you can. And if you ever need something, I'm here to help you, right? Just those little things make the world of a difference. It shows again that you as a teacher care for your students, right? 
Maybe you even have the time, if you see fives or you see thumbs up in your initial scan, you might be able to have the time to go over to a student who's at a five and just say, wow, I'm so glad you're doing so well today. Do you mind sharing what's been so awesome in, in your life lately? And again, if you've developed that relationship, they'll probably share with you. Yeah, we won our basketball game yesterday. It was awesome. Or, yeah, I made the team for the chess club or whatever it is, right? And so on the same opposite token, you might be able to go to the students who are doing really well and encourage them and uplift them. And again, it shows that you care, that you took the time to go over to them and celebrate with what is going on in their life. This shows that there is more than just the content. This shows that they're, that you're more than just a teacher. In, in the series that I was referencing earlier, High School Musical, the musical, the series, one of the drama students said, Miss Jen, you have been more than a teacher to me. And I loved her response. Her response was, being your teacher has been good enough. The moments that you get to engage with students cherish those because you're not going to get them forever, right? I get each of my students for six months. If you are an elementary or middle school teacher, you get them for a year. But for a lot of us, though, that's the moment you're going to have. You're not going to see them again. They're going to move on. They're going to get a different teacher. They're going to go to a different school. They're going to graduate and their life is going to move on. And you may have no idea of how their life goes after you have those moments with your students uh, in the classroom. But I guarantee you that if you care for your student, if you take these five minutes at the beginning of class and and engage with them throughout the class after you have engaged with them from the beginning, they're going to remember those moments. They're going to cherish those moments. They're going to realize that you are more than just a teacher, that you are a person who cares. And the great thing about it is they actually probably will find you or engage with you somehow some way beyond just the classroom of that year or that semester because you have impacted them in a way that they need to come back and thank you or they they need to come back and just continue that relationship so i say all of this to say take five minutes at the beginning of every class no matter what grade level and don't talk about content for myself i'm not talking about math i'm simply engaging with conversation. I'm engaging with emotions. I'm engaging with how they are feeling. I'm engaging with where they're at in that moment entering into my classroom. There will be students who are so excited to be there and there will be students who wish they were anywhere but. And you get to teach all 30 at the same time, which is such a joy because you get to reach them where they're at. You get to be with them at where they're at. And it's a tough job. But again, how you engage with them in the first five minutes is going to help you in how you engage with them for the next 55. If you don't do that in the first five minutes, then they're just a name. They're just a number. They're just a student that you are delivering content to. But beyond that, they're people. They are teenagers. They are kids. They are toddlers who are there, yes, to learn. But I believe that there's just as much learning in those first five minutes, I would argue, than there is in the next 55. 
because how you teach them of how to be actual loving and caring human beings is going to go so much farther in a lot of ways than whether they remember a math equation. So I encourage you as a teacher and as an educator, spend five minutes or more if needed, but spend five minutes engaging with students with relationship, with emotions. And for students, if you're listening, be open. Once you feel open and trusted by your teacher, share with them. They care about you. I hope that each one of you gets the best teachers possible and that you get to have teachers that care for you. And parents, I hope that for you as well, for your children who are going to school, that they get the best teachers possible because teachers are so important in the grand scheme of learning. And so I hope this is helpful today. I hope that you recognize that relationships with, with from teachers to students is important, from students to teachers is important. And so those are just a little bit of my strategy, a few strategies of mine of how to engage in the first five minutes. Next episode, we're going to talk about the next five minutes. And uh, so I encourage you to be a part of that in two weeks. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for including yourself. And I Listen to the episodes that you've missed, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care, everybody.